This show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. It is time again. It is. It happens to be Saturday night. It has been a holiday week and slash weekend for us, so I apologize for getting this episode out a little bit late, but being that it is a holiday week, it's time for family. And since it's time for family, I happen to have a very special guest with me here today. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, as usual. And this week, my very special guest is somebody I've been trying to get on the show for almost three years now. Somebody who is my favorite human being in the whole world and um, somebody that I choose to be my favorite human being in the whole world. Somebody who I don't have to biologically be in, you know, uh, prefer because I'm, you know, connected to them because they're my children. Those are my other favorite human beings in the whole world. But um, somebody who I think is absolutely wonderful, somebody who I love talking about Fallout with, somebody who loves it uh, maybe as much as I do. And it happens to be sitting right next to me right here. And often many nights is sitting next to me right here. My wonderful, amazing wife who goes by the name Fire Shadow. Some of you would call her Mrs. Robots, who is better known as Dr. Robots because that she is actually a doctor. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. How is it going tonight? How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Just had some Mexican food mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hanging out with my dog meat mug. Mm-hmm. Our tiki, our tiki glasses. We've got our tiki glasses here. I've got a vault boy. And if you're joining us on the live stream, we've got our tiki glasses with our drinks. She's got actually got a nice yummy drink. I have a uh, flavored water <laughs> because uh, alcoholic drinks are a, uh, <laughs> a trigger from from my migraine. So I'm not doing that tonight. But um, thank you for joining me tonight. We are going to be discussing at the beginning of the show some of the things that got her into Fallout, some of the things she really likes about Fallout. And then on the second half of the show, we're going to be doing kind of a what if brainstorm because we've been doing these what if episodes for this month and we got to talking about some what if possibilities for this episode but then we had so much fun just brainstorming what if concepts that we wanted to bring you guys into the conversation so that's where we're going also we're sitting right next to each other we're doing the best we can in order to minimize the echo with the microphones but if a little bit of the echo does come through i apologize i will try to talk more quietly in order to make sure that that doesn't happen but let's start this off let's start, start this off fire shadow Lady Fire Shadow, can we use your first name or you just want to go by Fire Shadow? You can use my first name. So this is this is Laura, my wife, Laura. So Tom and Laura, this this is who we are. And you can call her Mrs. Robots or Dr. Robots or Fire Shadow or Laura. And Laura, I know you and I, we've been married for quite some time now and we enjoy video games together. This is something we do a lot. We play a lot of video games in our house. And we have a lot of uh, Fallout stuff in our house. In fact, you can see the other side of this room. Our office is decorated with Fallout stuff. There's a bunch of things over on the, the wall next to you, actually, that you can't even see. You, you even have a stand with a bunch of little Fallout guys over there. Um, do you have memories of like how you got into Fallout? Do you remember this? I know we're thinking like way back. Yeah, I remember like starting to play Fallout 3 and just exploring this new world and wanting to put everything in my pocket. 
the not ever having enough space in my pockets for all the things I wanted to pick up. And that was really what drove me in the game to explore new areas was finding new items mm-hmm. and new collectibles, whether it was, I mean, the top of the top was the little vault boys, right? That I could put on my display uh, followed by, you know, like different outfits. And I didn't really want to wear the outfits, but I wanted to have them in my closet, right? I wanted to have them for a rainy day. Um, and I wanted to fill my pockets so that way I could sell them to the local vendors right. and make as many caps as possible. So I think that's what drove me through the game. And I feel like that's what I remember it like starting out as. And what really kind of kept me in the game was just collecting yeah yeah and uh, we've talked about this a little bit you and i have uh different approaches to playing these games um i've of course built this show around digging into the lore and the stories and the characters and those kinds of things but your your approach to these games is very different and i think you probably have a lot in common with a lot of the people who got into these games from the perspective of just wanting to play them and then uh dug into the stories later can you talk a little bit about that? Like when you play these games, your, your focus is like you're saying is mostly on collecting things and, and getting through the the experience of just exploring. And um, you mentioned we were talking about this at dinner. You mentioned that oftentimes you don't go where the game tells you to go. Yeah, so I often just want to see my map fill out. I really want to see like the gray areas on the map fill in with names. And so often that's what made me explore. I mean, I would collect all the quests and I would complete all of the quests I possibly could. Um, And I would fill up the log to the maximum, but I really wanted to see the map filled out. And so I would just kind of adventure to new areas, probably before it was very safe to do that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes in like Fallout 3, when the world didn't level with you as much, um, that would make me in little sticky situations where I had to uh, pop off certain areas and come back later. But I really wanted to like fill out that map and see all of the areas highlighted. Uh, the like completionist in me, the, you know, Spyro 100% as a child, you know, kind of came through and I, I really wanted to complete it all. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure some of the people in chat right now can probably uh, connect with you on that on that level. Um, when it when it comes to actually playing the games what what was your what was your go-to method like did you did you play with a lot of companions did you go by yourself did you engage with certain types of weapons and armor did you want to suss out a very specific storyline first i mean you you said oftentimes you were just like going from one place to another What, what kind of methods did you use on the ground actually engaging so I think my method is mainly like Leroy Jenkins, you know, just kind of like popping in the door and doing my best to like hang out and survive as long as possible. Um, I'd, so I would wear as much heavy armor as I could. Uh, I know it like filled up my pockets, but if I was wearing it, then it wouldn't fill up my pockets as much. And so I would defend myself with heavy armor. I'd have like an SMG or an assault rifle. And so that way I could shoot a lot at the same time as having, you know, my heavy armor. And I would just kind of pop in the door and and like have at it as it as it went. Right. And try to use vault uh, vats to kind of like, you know, chill it out a little bit uh, and navigate it. But I would really just pop in the door and and make it happen. 
just like busting down the door and just like, all right, I'm taking you guys out. Like you, you, I would sneak around and I would try and take things out from a distance, but you would always just kind of like bust a door down and just like, you just take on guys. You were just like, all right, I'm coming in here, just blowing everybody up. Here we go. Um, we have very different perspectives on how we would handle that stuff. Also, you would often just kind of skip through a lot of the dialogue. Um, you're just like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Get to the next thing. Get to the next thing. Let's just move the quest along. Um, now, when it comes to the the setting of the world, though, you what is it that you enjoy about the setting of the world and the things that you encounter in the world? What really stands out to you? I like that each of the main games were in places that I had visited in real life. And so seeing some of the structures that I have you know, toured around as a tourist um, and kind of seeing them in their post-apocalyptic uh, stance was really appealing to me. And so I like to go into reminiscent buildings um, and see kind of semi-familiar things. Um, so that was a good part of the world for me, you know, DC, Boston, Las Vegas. Um, those were uh, places I'd been to at least once when I played each of those games. And so I think that that was a big draw for me. Uh, West Virginia, I haven't been to. Um, so hopefully I can see that from the other perspective, right? Visiting it after playing through it in the world. Um, but you know, for the main Fallout games before 76, you know, those were places that I had been. So I think that that was really appealing to me, you mm -hmm. know, having having those locations. What about the um, like vintage music and old style uh, language and the references to all of these vintage things, but set in kind of a sci fi of the 1950s and 60s setting? How do you feel about all of that? Yeah, that was definitely really appealing. I mean, since we do a lot of vintage dancing, um, you mm -hmm. know, in our young our young years, uh, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, a lot of that music made me want to keep playing and made me want to, you know, get up and dance. Um, and so I like listening to the radio, particularly on the stations that matched, you know, a lot of those vintage jazz songs. That would play in some of the cities, you know, from different like iBots and different, you know, radios that were around in the town. Um, and so I think a lot of the music drew me in more um, than just the location. So I think that was an added experience for me that was appealing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what about the what about like the monsters and the creatures and stuff? I think the first time around, it was really unexpected. I didn't expect such mutated creatures i didn't really know anything about the fallout world before i started playing fallout 3 so even seeing like giant cockroaches was you know a whole nother experience you know as a first player game um and then you know my first uh death claw right that uh -huh. that's always an experience like what is this oh god turn around turn around turn around, turn around. <laughs> how can i go in a door somewhere <laughs> how can i get away from this thing yeah yeah um you know so i think that it was even after you see some of them you still unex you, you don't expect all of them you know I, I still think there's surprises as you go along the way and i i think that's part of the fun um from experiencing it you know in the world as is and kind of coming upon it as someone coming out of a vault Right. And seeing these things for the first time, I kind of had that experience along with my character because I didn't uh, look up those things ahead of time and, and know about them in Fallout 3. And so then re-seeing many of them um, in future games and then having a couple added 
creatures like mole miners and those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was kind of a brand new creepy experience, right? But, um, you know, like mole rats were enough. We didn't need miners. <laughs> <laughs> so you played through them in chronological chronological order, starting with three, because the three was your first one. The three was my first one as well. And how do you feel about each one in the series? Like, does three have like, is that your favorite because it was your first experience and then you moved on to New Vegas for and 76? Or do you have like, like, how, like, where do you position them in your, in your, in your mind, in your heart? And then like also the DLCs, how did, how do those play into how much you love each of the games? Yes, I think Pod 3 is the best one from my experience, Mm -hmm. uh, followed by the Fallout 3 expansions. And then the Fallout 4 expansions were my next favorite, um, probably followed by New Vegas, and then Fallout 4. Um, and I have uh, grown an affection for Fallout 76. It's a different experience. I enjoy playing together. Mm-hmm. That part is really fun. I enjoy the crafting in 76, which I never enjoyed in Fallout 4. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that is, has been a, kind of a new experience. I think that's why Fallout 4 was lower on my enjoyment list was because some of the settlements, um, kind of maintenance and house maintenance and world building was not a part of the Fallout experience I wanted to have. Um, Fallout 76 is finally making some of those experiences kind of worth it and enjoy it. And, a lot of enjoyment from them because of some of the items that are available now uh, to pick from to, you know, uh, make my house look cool, make my vault look cool. Right. Um, so I, I think, um, you know, Fallout 3 is hard to beat um, just because it was so new. Everything was new to me um, and everything else feels like a version of that game. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why they all kind of follow that game's experience because it was my first experience with the world of fallout which i think is amazing yeah it's hard to beat the first time you discover something and you feel like uh, like the surprises the way that you stumble upon things in fallout 3 when it was your first time and you're like oh this is in the world and the, these things are possible and oh ghouls and uh, feral ghouls and what happened to the people and how old are these people and all the discoveries the first time are all so groundbreaking and then you go through that again and it's you know a little bit added on top and then you go through it again and it's a little bit more added on top and one of the things that was so big for people in fallout 4 was the was the crafting and the building but you weren't as big into it in that one that one just just didn't stick with you as much um so i get why that wasn't as big of a deal for you at the time and then 76 is something that's growing on you as as it gives you more things to collect um and I know uh, from our conversations that some of the collectible stuff are some of your favorites, like tracking down all the baubles in Fallout 3 or discovering that there are more types of Nuka-Cola to find, um, things like that. Can you talk about it? Uh, some of that, some of your experience with that? Yeah. So, I mean, having my first bobble, bobblehead display inside of my vault in Fallout 3 was kind of the ultimate experience as a collector. Um, and then going to my first uh, Nuka-Cola factory was really, I don't know, I really wanted to search out every single crevice of that factory because I just found it so fun. So then having Nuka World as an expansion in Fallout 4 
um, that was a really fun experience. And so um, I think some of that has been watered down in, in Fallout 76 because there's multiple copies of each of them. And so for me, you know, being able to collect multiple copies of the luck bobblehead, you know, having six copies of, of luck or of lock picking, you know, it kind of takes away a little bit of the fun of collecting it. So I wish there was another layer on top of that that made some unique collectible uh, that I could go after, um, you know, that wasn't on some like searchable map online that was just kind of me finding it in the world um, yeah. as I did in the original ones. Right. Um, and so that really, you know, kept me in the game looking around in new places and why one of the reasons why I wanted to see all of the maps um you know show the locations because i wanted to search right each of those and go into every house go into every mailbox go into every basement you know which then you stumble upon mm -hmm. uh, secrets right behind each of those communities right finding their hidden bodies that they were eating <laughs> off of or um you know the way that they uh, lived right as a community and interacted with each other. And so there's a lot in the fallout world that isn't in the text. And so those things were more obvious for me because often the text I kind of skipped through because I really wanted to continue enjoying the world. And the text part wasn't the part that, you know, was most enjoyable for me. The environmental storytelling, the things that you discovered when you showed up in a situation, interacted with the, the people there and you started to go, oh, this is what's happening here. Oh, uh. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you guys while you were feeding on your neighbors. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, when it comes to the DLCs, I know that you have some favorites. There are some that really stand out for you. Um, there's a specific one that's your favorite from Fallout 3. Which one is that? Definitely Aliens. The Aliens uh, expansion is amazing because it's so different than everything else in the world. It seems so reasonable to be a possibility, I guess. And um, you get additional weapons that allow you to kind of bust into any room and survive and take out anyone that's coming against you. And so definitely the alien expansion uh, from Fallout 3 was the best. Um, in Fallout 4, I actually enjoyed the expansions more than the game. Um, so I would, um, yeah, definitely recommend the expansions even over the base game in Fallout 4 because they're so interesting. They're so different than the base game. Um, there's one where the computer systems are right, basically leading you along and you're having to do all these different quests. Um, it's very comedic. Um, and so I really like the sense of humor of Fallout. And so you really get a sense of that in some of the DLC that they don't get to always work into the the base game and so mm -hmm. i think um yeah it, it adds another layer to the games that you don't necessarily get with only playing the straight game right right and then um fallout 4 i know nuka cola particularly has a place in your heart and the, the nuka cola world stuff is a big one for you how do you how do you feel about that one yeah, I basically wanted the theme park to be uh, like a giant factory of Nuka-Cola. <laughs> I really wanted, I wanted to find all of the quantum and, you know, cherry and, you know, all of the different iterations. Um, and so Cappy? I, Cappy? I kept looking for the different Nuka-Cola bottles um, in the Nuka-Cola world. Um, and 
you know, there's, there's orange and the cherry and, and the quantum. And, you know, I kind of wanted to keep finding, I wanted there to be like 50 different versions of Nuka-Cola, <laughs> some like test factory. Um, so I never quite found that. Um, but it is quite fun to be in a theme park that is themed after some of your favorite things in a game. So I, I think the, um, entertainment that comes from the characters of bottle and cappy does bottle have a name i don't know that bottle has a name um bottle, is, it's bottle yeah bottle and cappy it's pretty good even yeah. with the creepiness of cappy <laughs> how creepy cappy is oh poor cappy <laughs> yeah well tell you what i think now is a good time for us to take a break and thank our our uh, sponsors, our patrons who are our sponsors, and we'll be back in a second and we're going to brainstorm some good what if ideas. So we'll be back in just a little bit. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right. So here we are in the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons for being so awesome. And thank you to our new patron, our newest patron, N7 Stormtrooper, for signing up and helping to support the show. Thank you to you. We really appreciate the support. And also thank you to um, Jared B., our Liberty Prime or Liberty Pie Man. He goes by Pie Man. And also Southern Rage and Stagger and Stumble, our Sentry Bots, for supporting our show. They're our Tier 5 patrons. And thank you to all the other patrons, all 53 of you guys, for helping to support the show. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for all of your support. And if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your work time your work commute your work out or working on those the the turkey that was left over because there's a lot of it and i know that you're probably filling your stomachs with all the leftovers then go to patreon.com slash lorecast and check out all the different tiers check out all the different things you can get ad free episodes t-shirts and even the potential to join us on the end of the month patron episode which is coming up because it will be on tuesday just a few days away on the 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So make sure that if you are one of our tier four or higher patrons and you would like to join us on that episode, that you're able to do so on this Tuesday night, just a few days away. And if you aren't already signed up and you want to join us, now's the time to make sure you can do that. And we will be chatting with you in just a few days. So thank you to all of you guys. You guys are the best and we will see you very, very soon. All right, let's get on with the rest of the show. Any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right. So this is this is the second half of the show, and we're going to brainstorm some fun what if ideas. And these are going to be just out there and wacky because we were we were having some conversations and this just kind of came up because I, we were discussing like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did some what if episodes? And you're like, well, what kinds of things are you talk about? And I was like, well, what if this and what if this? And then you started throwing out ideas at me. And then we, have, of course, when we're just kind of goofing around at dinner, having a good time with the family and it just got super silly. And I was like, this could totally be an episode of the show. And so now it is an episode of the show. So the floodgates are open. Let's just start throwing out ideas. And this this can be anything. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready for this? Now, do you have any in, in mind if you if if we were to just set out some some ideas into the universe for potential future what if episodes for the Fallout lore cast for me and whoever happens to be the future guest host to talk about what kinds of ideas and chat 
feel free to throw out some what if ideas as well, because we will, if you know, you throw out some in here and we're going to, we're going to highlight them as well. So, so uh, fire shadow, you got any good, what if ideas off the top of your head? Right. What if the special had an extra letter or one less letter to it? What would it be? <laughs> what a special, <laughs> like, like strength perception, uh, all of that stuff. So, uh, instead of, ending in L, it would also have an extra C for constipation level. And then you could or couldn't poop, depending on your digestion based on the foods that you've eaten that day. That's what I would add. What would you add? Um, I think I would make maybe like a trade-off between the options so like if you had more luck you would have less intelligence or something like that <laughs> so like they were where, directly connected where certain ones kind of couldn't go with each other right where you couldn't be as strong and as agile as mm -hmm. possible right where they were kind uh, of connected so uh, i think i would um emphasize that and maybe certain ones remove certain other letters uh. like having bonuses above <laughs> normal sixer in chat says specials with an extra s at the end what does the s stand for and then uh the psy guy ttv in chat says special k <laughs> i think we should guess uh, um the s stands for saliva it has to do with how hydrated you are at any point in time <laughs> and, the, and the k and the k stands for Oh, there's not very many words that start with K. This one's tough. Um, keratin, which manages your eyesight. <laughs> it stands for super. Oh, there you go. Six series. It stands for super special K brand cereal. Just thought it was funny. There you go. Uh, kilos. K stands for kicks. And kicks. so then you walk with all kicks. Okay, like a like a Nazi? marching oh, oh no oh no no oh there we go okay so here's here's one what if all the music wasn't based on like the 1930s 40s 50s and 60s what if all the music was mariachi bands i think it would make me feel more hurried in my searching around a room i think i couldn't like explore a file cabinet as long as i do uh-huh um, and sit and kind of read every single memo on the desk or click through them as I do. By read, I mean like click on them. Uh -huh. Well, it doesn't always have to be fast mariachi bands. Like mari mariachi bands can play ballads too. So it could be like, it could be like mariachi ballad music also. So like, of course you're gonna have to like that. Actually, that's a, that's already in the game. That's Ring of Fire. That's... <laughs> But okay, so um, okay. What if all the music, instead of being 30s, 50s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s music, was polka? It's almost the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that would change so much. It might change, like, yeah, my walking around and like my my attitude mm -hmm. a little bit. But mm -hmm. um, I I don't think it would be an improvement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what if uh, Sixer in chat says, what if the super mutants weren't like the Hulk, what would they be? What if they were all Smurfs? Really small, really strong Smurfs. Like lots of them. So would they be many? Would they be as big? And they were just kind of like... Just lots of little guys that were just really, really strong, like ants. You know how ants can pick up like multiple times their, their body weight? Like what if they were as strong as super mutants 
and they also talked like super mutants, but they were like smurfs, like little itty bitty guys. That'd be pretty hilarious <laughs> if they had the same voices as super mutants, right. but were as small as right. smurfs. Like you, you busted into a new place and you heard, who's there? And you look to the side and there's just like this little itty bitty dude who's like three inches tall on the ground look, looking up at you. Do you think that we would use like binoculars or like a scope? If a scope, or would you just like step on them and then that would be fine? Well, but they'd be super strong and like dense. And so you'd step on them and then they just pick you up and throw you against the wall. And then you'd be like, whoa, not doing that again. You got any other more what ifs? What if um, the brotherhood were made up of your, of your brothers? <laughs> what if the brotherhood was actually your siblings? How many brothers do you have? Too many. Too many that's, brothers. That's a lot of siblings. How, how many mothers do you have? How many? Are they all biological brothers or are you like adopted? I think biological. I think it would have to be biological. Oh my gosh. How many, how many members are in the brotherhood? I mean, would it change? The brotherhood oh, the would just same be two people. What? Okay, wait, wait, no. <laughs> so, with, like, my brother? <laughs> like, I have one brother. So, the brotherhood in the game would be the same as my actual brother, or the brotherhood in the game would have the same amount of people that are actually in the brotherhood in the game, and somehow we're all biologically related. And you could, like, actually tell them what you think, because some of them are jerks. Ah, ah. Okay. So, we've got, we've got some others here in chat. Sci-Fi Guy says, what if Fallout incorporated all eras of music, including 2000s? What would you think would be some must-haves in the wasteland. Ooh, um, I will survive. Obviously, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Um, uh, what else? What else would be a good one to include? Thousands, no doubt. Gotta happen. Is there a specific song? I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. Yeah, for like when you're wandering around the wasteland, it's just a girl. That would make sense. In my charm life by Third Eye Blind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need some like more recent ones though. What about um? Uh, mm, something really, really, some uh, something really, really cheesy, but recent. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Yes. I think you should play that every time a Meyer Lurk. Meyer <laughs> <laughs> Lurk. When a Meyer Lurk shows up, it just plays Baby Shark. Yeah, and Sci Sci Guy says, "Uh, Slipknot." Um, <laughs> Austin Adams says, "This is kind of from left field, but but." If uh, the had not, wait, sorry, Fallout Europe would be the factions be like World War II. Sorry, this sentence is difficult to read. Like the German faction be like Nazis and so on. Maybe. Um, Sixer writes, what if the Enclave were the good guys in Fallout 1? Hmm. Does that change your perspective or theirs? <laughs> that's a deep <laughs> Like, hmm. I mean, they think they're the good guys. So, so Barbie girl some people do think they're the good guys. Yeah. Barbie girl would be a hilarious song. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm needs to be blue. a mod. Yeah. There you go. Blue. Baba dee. Baba dow. Baba dee. Baba dow. Yeah. Okay, whose who's theme song would that be? Maybe there's one blue super mutant. Well, there are. The Nightkin are all blue. So whenever you walk into oh, yeah, a Nightkin yeah. base, they would have the I'm blue. Baba dee. Baba dow. Baba dee. Baba dow. Yeah, that song would be playing every, in every Nightkin base ever. Absolutely. Yes, villain. Every villain is the hero of their own story. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. All right. You got any more uh, what ifs? 
what if, if oh you got one okay go ahead what if mini guns didn't take so long to charge up or as heavy in your pockets would you use them more uh yes yes absolutely mini guns are amazing but they're not right so like maybe we could mod them to be better what if mini guns were mega guns mm -hmm. sounds better right and so instead of a bunch of little bullets they had a bunch of big bullets in a big round thing are those rocket launchers yes i think that's what those are called those are just those are already in the game. Those are just rocket vehicles. You're right. Those are things. Um, what if instead of being a human, you could be an alien? You came up with this one earlier at dinner. Yeah, I would like that. I, I would like to I come into the world on the alien ship uh -huh. and explore the world as an alien. I think I would feel like even more sense of wonder. And like even more sense of like, will you be my friend? As like the ghoul is running towards you. Uh -huh. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't know if I would speak any of the language or not. You know, yeah, you would that just would speak, be like part of the fun. You just speak Zetan. Right. I think that's part of the enjoyment of it because you can't understand any of them. So all of them could potentially be your friend because you don't maybe understand the tone. Even maybe your tone is different. Happy, sad, angry tones. Every time you'd meet anybody, they would just freak out. Yeah, and you're like, hey, hi, nice to meet you. And they would just run at or away from you. And you'd mm -hmm. be okay with either because you're like just curious of what's going on. So if uh, they're also little, would you be able to ride around on dog meat like a mount? Like a Skyrim horse? I hope not. I don't want to ride around on dog meat, but like maybe a boat fly? A bloat Do you fly? ride around on a bloat fly? Speaking of bloatflies, another one you came up with earlier. Do you remember the other bloatfly one? Like, what if they threw up all the time? Right, but or, but also then one about the name. What if bloatflies were goat flies? You came up with that one. I came up with that one. What if bloatflies were goat flies? And then there was something else. What if uh, what was the other one with the name? Um, oh, what was it? What was it? We had a good one. I don't remember. Mm, well, it'll come back to us. So we've got some more from from chat here. Uh, what if we got a PAL portable artillery artillery launcher similar to an auto grenade launcher? It launched artillery shells and anti tank air rounds. That would be that would be very effective. I think it depends on how complicated it would to like call it. So like in Fallout 76, right, you can go around and get the like launch codes for something that's kind of similar to that. Mm -hmm. But I haven't done it once at all because you have to collect them all at once, right, and launch them. So I haven't done it, but it would be fun if it was simpler. Yeah. And I could do it because I get distracted. I want to pick up things on the way. And so I kind of never make it around to collect them all. <laughs> right, right. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Kit. Calavara, I hope I pronounced your name right, uh, writes, might be crazy, but what if those eldritch horrors we see in three and four might be pulling the strings that caused the Great War to happen? Ancient gods causing all the trouble. That could be it. That could be it. What do you think about that? I think there could be a possibility already. Might be. Might be. So what if you could uh, be the leader of a vault? What would your vault be like if you were the overlord? 
overseer. Uh, free pizza every day for everybody. And, and what would that turn your vault into over 100, 200 years? Really fat people. So they turn into like anime rolly characters. Yeah, they'd, by the be end. Like, they'd be like everybody on um, uh, Wally, -E, like the the people in space who just floated around in those like fat people chairs. Yeah, and that'd be your yeah. only rule: pizza every day. Pizza every day. <laughs> That's fun. what would your vault be? Uh, my vault would be make more bobbleheads. Got to come up with new bobblehead characters. Uh, so you, your way, your not, vault, not more of the same, unique ones. Your vault would basically be more marketing for Vault Tech. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, but like niche marketing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like one of a kind. So, I've got another one. What if Death Claws are just deeply misunderstood and just want hugs? They're really showing it the wrong way. Yeah, but what if they're just like, I need a hug. And then you're like, oh, God, and then you shoot at them and then they get angry. But what if they just really just want hugs? Yeah, I think that that's hard to understand. I mean, they're big guy. and scary, but maybe they just need more hugs. What if you could only carry what you could actually carry? Like physically carry like as a human being. So like, yeah, like a regular person walking around would get exhausted if you had to regularly carry about 50 pounds worth of stuff. Right. And like maybe your Nuka Cola's broke in your backpack, still <laughs> all over your other things. <laughs> like you get, like you're in a battle and you fall down, somebody hits you, you fall down and then you just break all the Nuka Cola and all the, like the leftover food and stuff in your backpack. Every, like you fall down and all of a sudden your backpack's just wet. And like, and you're like, oh crap, I broke all my supplies. I mean, you still have your caps, so that would be really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what do you store your caps? Like, how many caps can you carry? Like, think about it. How many times in the game have you had, like, a thousand caps all stored up? How many caps can you fit in your backpack? Maybe just a thousand. Can, I don't know. Can you fit? Like, they take, they take space. Can you imagine running around the, like, the wasteland with a thousand caps in your backpack? You'd be jingling all over the place. Everyone would know. They'd be like, oh, there goes Mr. Moneybags. You wouldn't fit anything else in your backpack. What if they turn into like a one bigger cap instead? And then like you can a different put it on your head like a big hat and then just strap it around your chin. It was just like one big cap. Hey, you could just have it as a necklace. It was like a cap cap. Oh, it was like a clock. Like, um, oh, what's his face? The, the rapper used to wear. Um, somebody's going to know. Somebody's yelling at their... At their phone right now, I'd be like, "Oh my god, Tom, it's so and so." Um, yeah, that'd be cool. You'd just be known as like, but that would be so easy to flavor flav. Yeah, yeah, flavor flav. Somebody like, but it'd be so easy to steal, right? Plus, also if you got shot at, two things: one, maybe it would deflect the bullet; two, it would also cost you money every time you got hit because it would break it, and then you just lose money. But that could be a perk. It could be like cap shield. It 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 guards you from bullets but it, you lose money every time you get hit i like it that could work i mean that would work for your some situations that would work for your whole like steal all the things around you sell it for money use it as armor so you can bust in like that totally works for your build 
I think that's okay. And as long as you survive, you can go back and pick up all the caps on the way out. Like it chips, the, it chips the caps off, and then you just go collect them back and like, like glue them back into the big cap. Like if you survive, they're collectible. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. All right. I could, that could work. What if you could? What if you could use caps and just like stick them all into each other and just build power armor out of caps? You can just have this big suit of armor, like caps armor. I think I would do that if it was just as strong as regular power armor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it would look better. It would be a nice place to store my caps. So, I mean, I know they don't take up space in our pockets, but in our fake world, they may. Yeah. And so then it would make them not take up space, right? Because they're our armor. Right. And then right. you can like piece it back together easy, right? Because it's just like cap by cap. You just glue them on with some Gorilla Glue and good to go. Yeah. Anybody who, so let's change gears here. Anybody who's been to my live streams in the morning over on, on the Robots Radio YouTube knows how creepy Cappy is. And Kit here in chat has a very good point. What if Nuka World is a hidden cult? Cappy kind of has the cult leader vibe. What do you think? I think that's really unfortunate because like Cappy's really creepy, but Nuka World is so cool. Yeah. But, and, like, but I kind of want to visit that, that creepy world even with creepy cappy cappy's all over that place it's like it's just like cappy propaganda all over that thing yeah i'm kind of into it what about so, bottle do you think bottles in on it a bottle's too innocent not bottle not bottle cappy's like the brain of bottle right like it's think... on top Do you think Bottle's like the like the beefy dumb one and Cappy's like the little big brain one? I mean, I think Bottle's even the non-beefy dumb one. Oh, you know? poor Bottle. Kind of fragile. That's rough. Empties too much if like moves around. Oh. Mm. Mm. Your, your pal. Yeah, we do use caps for currency. Maybe it was all part of Cappy's master plan. That's a good point. Austin, Austin Adams in chat says that this might be, maybe, maybe Cappy engineered the whole thing. Maybe we're onto something. What if Cappy engineered the whole thing? Maybe, maybe Cappy dropped the bombs and brought about the end of the world in order for caps to raise in value, especially bottle caps from Nuka Cola drinks. So that caps could take over the world. Cappy's dream was to be the like on the face of all the currency. Right. Cappy wanted to be the most valuable thing in the wasteland. And Cappy won. I think we solved it, guys. What if caps weren't the currency? It was Nuka-Cola bottles. Well, then bottle is the mastermind in that in that scenario. <laughs> Sixer. And much more fragile. Much bigger, yeah, harder, much more harder fragile. to store. That's a, that's a tougher thing as a collectible. Yeah, Psy yeah. Guy, that's But way that's less good, menacing. Right, Psy Guy, that's a, that's a good point. We, we can't let Coca-Cola gain access to ICBM. So that's, that is the lesson from today's, today's episode. Um, I think, do you have any more what ifs? Because I feel like, I feel like we've reached a conclusion that is groundbreaking. I think that we may have uncovered hidden lore our minds all put together here, friends, have uncovered hidden lore that has never been uncovered before in the world of Fallout. This is groundbreaking stuff. 
Any other thoughts? Dr. Robots? <laughs> Fire Shadow? I mean, there are plenty more what ifs, but I don't know any of them top our current groundbreaking lore. Mm, that's a good one. Here's, here's one final one from Guy. What if, and hear me out, Robots Radio never existed? And then all of a sudden I just close the stream. <laughs> Power down. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Do you have anything else you want to share before we go? Fire Shadow, Laura, my wonderful wife, anything you want to share about you or Fallout or ways people can reach out to you or any? This is normally the thing I do at the end of the show because people have like their own little projects and things. But you're not super involved on the Internet. You're just kind of like you kind of do your own thing. Yeah, I'm not super on the Internet. So if you want to get a hold of me, robots is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, because I mainly don't do the internet too much. Um, I make science instead. Um, so I, I just enjoy Fallout as a world and enjoy playing it from time to time. And I feel like it's one of those things that like I'll dive into for hundreds of hours and then take a break for six months or a year and then dive into for another hundred hours. It's one of those things I have to like set aside months for. Um, so I'm not always playing it currently because it's so much of like a world enriching uh, experience. Um, and so I, if you haven't tried it, I would highly encourage you to. You don't always have to play it for um, the reasons other people play it. Um, I always play it to just put things in my pocket. And Robots has always told me to um, have unlimited pocket space, but I find that to be overwhelming. <laughs> and so keep the linings of your pockets as they are because it doesn't help to have more of them so just hoard more i never understood this i'm like if you're going to spend all of your time just managing your inventory then just pick up everything just mod it so that you can just keep adding stuff and she's like no no it, it'll become overwhelming and i'm like it's just eh, just don't worry I'll literally about it. pick up every pencil yeah yeah well thank you for joining me and i hope you guys have enjoyed the episode sorry if there's a little bit of an echo but we're trying to do it in the same room and we're doing the best we can but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week at a more normal time because it will not be a holiday week. And um, thank you for being here as usual. And of course, you guys know all the different shows on the network over at robotsradio.net. I do a bunch of lore casts. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this one and go check out things like the Elder Scrolls lore cast or the Witcher lore cast or the Mass Effect lore cast. We're coming up on season two of The Witcher. We are recapping season one. I hope you guys go check out that if you are into that that show as well it's super cool um also the starfield lore cast is going to start doing more episodes as we get closer and closer to that that game is going to be freaking amazing i'm so excited for that as well also lots of fun we're having over on the robots radio youtube channel with our morning streams playing skyrim and modding that out so head over there and check that stuff out as well we've got a, a wheel where um i've come up with a story for it Sheo gorath has cursed my Skyrim playthrough with the Wheel of Chaos, which of course makes the game super crazy and you guys can contribute to the craziness. So that's what we've got going on there. And thank you for tuning in. Well, I'll be back next week with another fun episode. So stay tuned for that. Another what if episode. So I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here, everybody. See you guys later. Bye. plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast.
smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.